A ton of Kamalaisms were created this weekend, and we're going to go through them. We're going to go through them because they're pretty awesome. The warrant for Donald Trump's mansion for the raid of Donald Trump's mansion was released. We'll go through that. And there's a bunch of little pieces of news we need to go through. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so let's let's go. So before we get into the Kamalaisms, uh, let's go into some news um, because there was a lot of news this weekend. Um, Anne Heche, the actress, started movies like um, started movies like Volcano. Uh, she passed away. I was kind of hoping maybe this was more of a publicity stunt because. She, when she got out of, when she got out of her car, she was conscious. As a matter of fact, she was trying to get out off of the gurney when she was pulled out. Uh, but apparently, she suffered a head trauma that caused a coma. She had been apparently close to brain dead, and there was no way she was going to recover. So she passed away. Uh, she was fifty-three. And blood tests showed that she had drugs in her system. Uh, we're, we don't know if she had alcohol, though in the podcast she was in uh, just hours before the cl- crash. She had, she had said she was drinking vodka with wine chasers or champagne chasers or something. So she was definitely impaired. Uh, and I'd like to feel sorry for her on that section. I don't, because she did screw up somebody's house. I mean, it, it's... But... Rest in peace to her. I hope she finds it. Uh, Salman Rushdie is in the opposite condition. He is actually in serious condition, but his chances are high for a recovery. Uh, He is awake right now. He's off the ventilator. He's speaking to people. He's making jokes. Uh, He was, we have found out that uh, he was stabbed 12 times. He severed. He severed, had nerves severed in his arm. Uh, he did ha- get stabbed in the face, so the chances are he may lose an eye. Uh, so, but he, even though his condition is serious, is serious, uh, he's gonna recover. Um, Iran, just like they usually do, applauded the attack because they had a fatwa on him. And, and it brings up another question, and I think people need to, I think people actually need to ask the Biden administration this, and that is, Iran admitted that they were thrilled about this whole thing. Why are we getting into a nuclear deal with them? Why are we dealing with these people? These are terrible people. They, they are, this was a terrorist attack, I'm sure. Right now, the guy has been uh, charged with sec, a sec, uh, attempted second-degree murder. That's probably going to go up to a terrorist charge. But why do you want to deal with a country that just embraces murder and death? Like Iran does. So, okay. So yesterday, at 4 a.m., a man in Washington, D.C., a man inside a burning car smash into a barrier right in front of the Capitol building. He got out of the car. He got a, started shooting in the air. This is at 4 a.m. So there's nobody in the there's nobody at the Capitol at that point. Not to mention it is the August recess. So there really isn't anybody in Washington DC period. 
before the the Capitol Police could go down and, and start uh, addressing him or firing at him, uh, he then shot himself in the head. Now, no one really knows what the, what motivated this guy. There is no motive. There's not a lot being talked about it. It just seems like this was a, a guy suicidal, and he was trying to probably suicide by cop. Cops didn't show up fast enough, and he just took him took his own life. So that is that is a sad thing. Final story is a very 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 sad story, and this this story shows that terrorist attacks, any type of family trauma, uh, suicide, uh, a murdered child, a raped child a raped brother or sister. This can have long-lasting impacts on the family. This story is about a the terrorist attack in Afghanistan during the botched pullout that the Biden administration supported. 13 uh, American troops were killed during a terrorist attack in Afghanistan. We... This involved the family of Lance Corporal Kareem Nakawi who was 20, from Norco, California. and He was one of the 13 troops killed on August 26th. Um, a year later, his 28-year-old brother, Dakota Halveston, committed suicide in front of a memorial for lost soldiers. This happened on August 9th, almost a year, almost to the year anniversary of the terrorist attack. I think this is very sad because this will not be acknowledged. But it just shows how people are impacted by this horrid situation that is that happened in Afghanistan. This terrible botched and you're never you're not going to hear anything about it. You're not going to hear anything about it on the mainstream media. You're not going to hear about it from you're not going to hear it from uh, President Biden. The Biden administration's not going to talk about it. They're going to ignore it. But it is tragic. And it's an absolutely terrible story. So just remember that, you know, a troop dies in a, a troop dies in war or through a terrorist attack. There are more victims than just that individual troop or those individuals that were killed. This and... This is just, a, this is proof of it. Okay, so a lot of things are happening right now. And the Biden administration is trying to spin everything that it's good. Uh, a lot of people aren't buying it. If you're looking at the polls, I think Joe Biden is close to under 30% approval right now, especially with the economy. The economy, I think he's at about 26%. But usually when the Biden administration wants to tout something's good, they need people to get out there and they need people to talk. And that invites a lot of Kamala-isms. And we've got a ton of Kamala-isms that happened in the last few days. The Heck, it seems that we've got more people speaking in Kamala. And the only one that we don't have a Kamala-ism in is Joe Biden. And why not from Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden is on another vacation this week. He's decided he's going to go to a private island in South Carolina for free with his drug, drugged out criminal son, Hunter Biden. 
Can you feel the leadership? I, these guys are so out of touch. Well, you're going to see out of touch when we take a look at some of these Kamalaisms. So here's the first one. This is from uh, Karen Jean-Pierre, and she's on ABC. And she's being asked about the Inflation Reduction Act, which actually is not going to reduce inflation. And that's what the that's what the reporter is bringing up. She does pretty much what she always does: lie, not answer the question. Listen. But but let me ask you: it's it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, but the Congressional Budget Act uh, uh, Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all. Uh, next year, I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction no. Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to? So I appreciate that. Down? I appreciate the question. We've actually addressed this. The, the CBO. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from. Remember how we're doing this too. It's it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are paying are paying their fair share. Making sure that it's that the tax code is a little bit more fair. And so when you do that, when you put it in its totality you will see that it will it will bring down lower the deficit which will help fight inflation okay i have some questions i have some questions and this is a really straightforward question he's saying it's orwellian uh, it's not going to lower inflation and she says yes it is well here's the question here here are the questions there's more in the inflation reduction act what is it Answer the question he asked you. She doesn't. She just goes off again on taxing billionaires. Here's the other question. How does making the tax code more, I, I quote, fair, end quote, because it, it's, it's not fair as it is because we're paying too much taxes, and giving the government more money so that the government can spend more money, how is that going to lower inflation? How does raising taxes cure inflation? Of course, raising taxes and spending more money doesn't lower inflation. And this bill is not going to lower inflation. So she doesn't have an answer to this question, which is why she'll talk for a minute and not really give an answer, which is par for the course for her. It's par for the course. Well, here's more. Uh, here's here's Pr- uh, Pramila Jayapal, uh, the congresswoman from... Uh, from Washington, she's downplaying inflation. It's not only is there no inflation, inflation is just a theory made up by some crazy Republicans. I'm exaggerating what she said, but that's what she said. Listen. It is ultimately going to lead to a reduction in overall inflation, but most importantly, to the budget that people have every single day. Inflation is like a theoretical word that economists use, but what families feel every day is the up or down of costs. God, she is stupid. I mean, this this proves two things, okay? First off, these people are completely out of touch with what with the plight of regular people in the world. They have no idea what's going on. Inflation is not affecting them because they're all rich. Okay? And these people are really, 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 really stupid. When prices are high, that's called inflation. We all see it. To sit back and say that, oh, there's no such thing as inflation, it's a theory, kind of like Antifa is just a theory. They did the same thing with Antifa. But Antifa's just a theory. 
It's not really, it's just an idea. Well, I got news for you. I just paid $6 a pound for hamburger last week when it was used to be about $149 to $199 a pound. So guess what? I see inflation as a real thing. Not, not some theory. But this is what they do. They try to make changes. And that's what, look what they did with the recession. First off, there's no recession. Second, the recession isn't that bad. Third, the recession might actually be a good thing. And finally, there's no such thing as recession. Just replace recession with inflation, and that's exactly what you get. Now, we can't have Kamalaisms without the actual queen of Kamalaisms herself, Kamala. And she she had a bunch of them this week. Here she is at a speech about space exploration. I don't know who writes her speeches, but he should be fired. I know he probably can't be because he's probably a BIPOC trans lesbian and that how he got his, her, their job is by being a BIPOC trans lesbian. Listen to this mess of words that Kamala, I mean, she butchered, she should go to prison for first degree murder for killing the English language. Listen. We know that we really are quite behind in terms of maximizing our collective understanding about how we will engage on the technology of today and what we can quickly and easily predict will be the technology over the next decades. So to maintain our position as the United States of America on this issue, it is critical that we work together to understand where we are, to recognize and have the courage to speak truth about what is obsolete, and then to partner to ensure that we are speaking the same language with the same motivation, inspired by the opportunity of it all, but then doing the work of updating how we have been talking and thinking about our exploration. Her speeches are just cliches and key and leftist keywords strung together. There is no meaning to anything she just said. Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea what she said? I didn't. I had to ask Josie. Maybe I'm stupid. I had to ask Josie to listen to what she said, and I asked her, "What do you think she's talking about?" She goes, "I have no idea. She's talking about space." And I actually think I clipped out the last word just so that you could sit there and listen to this and say, "What is she talking about?" Here, and that's that's only her first. Here she is. Concluding that same speech, believe it or not, this was actually the most intelligent thing she said in the entire speech. And with that, I'll end with the story. So last month, uh, President Biden and I unveiled the first photographs taken um, by the James Webb Space Telescope. I think we were all just in awe. I was sharing with some of the friends that when I first saw those photographs, I, I had a very... Um, a very intellectual um, response, um, which was, wow. <laughs> now, of course, the, she laughs. She's the only one laughing at her joke, and she's got that cackle going. But this was the most intelligent thing she could say. It, intellectual thing she could say is, wow. Because that's the most intellectual she is. 
she doesn't, I, this is, it, it, she's making a joke about her intellect when she was looking at it and she thought everyone would laugh, no one laughed. But this is the most intellectual response from Kamala Harris. Because she's an idiot. Okay, uh, third, yes, I, a third one. And then we're going to talk uh, probably Trump the entire time here. Um, here she is in another speech. She's wearing the same outfit, so I get the impression she just went from one speech to another. And again, this is what happens when you have a, a administration in chaos that doesn't want to address things. The problem with this Kamalaism is it's actually not a Kamalaism. It's actually a leftist philosophy. And it's wrong. And I think we should discuss it a little bit. So let's listen to this one and listen very carefully because we might have to throw some definitions in this to really make this all clear. So when we talk about equality, well, that's a good goal. But let us not presume that because everyone should be treated equal, that they start out on equal footing. So equity, as a concept, says, recognize that everyone has the same capacity, but in order for them to have equal opportunity to reach that capacity, what we must pay attention to this issue of equity if we are to expect and allow people to compete on equal footing. Okay. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna. This is a Kamalaism because she's making a circular argument here. E equity is needed to create to for everybody to have enable their full capacity, and in order for people to have their full capacity, uh, we need equity. So, I mean, that's her argument, essentially. And by the way, uh, apparently, we all have the same capacity. So let's, let's, take a look. let's take a look at some things. First off, she uses three words that are important. Equity, capacity, equal, equality, and capacity. All right? Equity is where everything is the same. We are all, we all make the same amount of money. We all pay the same taxes. Everybody is equal. Everybody is, no, I'm sorry, everybody is the same as far as life balance, as far as, as everything is the same, okay? So I make $15 an hour, you make $15 an hour, but if I make $30 an hour, you should be able to take that $30 an hour, lower it to $15 an hour through taxes, and then hand it to somebody else who's making no money and make it so that we're all earning $15 an hour. That's that's equity. Equality, and this is something the left doesn't understand. Equality means we all have the same chance. We all have the same starting line. And it's what we do that determines our future. Okay? It's how we take those opportunities to create our future. You cannot have equity without equality. You cannot have equity. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. You cannot have equity and equality at the same time. Because the reality is, we can be equal as far as opportunity. We can be equal 
as far as under the law. But we all do not have the same, the third word, capacity. Capacity is the potential an individual has. Now, what she said in the statement, which was absolutely asinine, is that we all have the same capacity. That is absolutely 100% untrue. We do not all have the same capacity. I do not have the capacity to write like William Shakespeare. Even though I work at it, work at it, work at it, I, I'm, I don't have it. I do not have the capacity to play NBA basketball. I'm short, I'm fat, I'm slow, and I can't jump. Those are not my capacities. But she's saying we do have the capacity. And by the way, this isn't something crazy. It's not like she's the only one that believes this. This was actually in the Green New Deal, that stupid document, five-page document by AOC. That was in the Green New Deal. And equity has become more important than equality. They don't want the person with a higher capacity starting on the same lines, having the same advantages and disadvantages as everybody else. They want that person, like Elon Musk, to have the same income that someone in McDonald's does. That's equity. So take all of Elon Musk's money, which they take a ton of. It's a crap argument. But the problem here, outside of the fact that it's a, um, it's a circular argument, this is the philosophy of the left. And I'd say the Democratic Party, but not all Democrats buy this crap. And we will, we're seeing the Democrats don't buy this crap because people like Bill Maher seem to be more, becoming more conservative than they've ever been. But this is what's happening. Okay. Now let's get to more Donald Trump and the DOJ. So, like I said, this is going to go on for a while. And I'm getting the impression that the DOJ and the Biden administration are be, are realizing that this was whole thing was a mistake. Because they really don't want to they really don't want to talk about they really don't want to address it. They don't want to give out any information. They probably have nothing. And and the big the bigger problem is now they're beginning to hide things so this might just go away but here's here's the warrant so the warrant was released on friday and this is what it basically said uh it they it said it was good i'm not going to give you the address but that you can go to my website and you can actually read it um that they were allowed to search the palm beach Mar-a-Lago Resort Club uh, residents. Uh, by the way, what I think was shocking about this, he had Donald Trump has 58 bedrooms and 33 bathrooms on a 17-acre estate. I think that is far more interesting than anything like that. But it does say they were allowed to search the 45 office. I, Trump calls his office the 45 office. They were allowed to search the first lady's um, uh, premises, her bedroom, 
and they were allowed to search the staff bedrooms uh, and all buildings and anything, uh, every anything connected to it. And by the way, this is coming. I'm more or less ad-libbing, but I, I will get to some of the I will get to some of the standards. Okay, so here's the other one. All physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation of 18 U.S. Code Sections 793, 2071, or 1519, including the following. Any physical documents with classification markings along with any container boxes, including any other contents in which such documents are located, as well as other container boxes that are collectively collectively stored or found together with the aforementioned documents and container boxes. Infor other Second point, information including communications in any form regarding the retrieval, storage, or transmission of national defense information or classified material. Third point, any government and or presidential records created between January 20th, 2017 and January 20th, 2021. Now, I, I do want to point something out here. This was supposed to, when you're dealing with a warrant, it's supposed to be very exact. None of this sounds exact. It sounds like get what you can and get it for every year he was president. Every minute he was president, you can collect it. Doesn't sound like that warrant was very specific, does it? Uh, fourth point, any evidence of knowing uh, of the knowing alteration, destruction, or concealment of any government and or presidential records or of any documents with classification markings. That's interesting. Um... Question for you, why didn't they do the same thing with Hillary? She had 33,000 emails. She destroyed 33,000 emails. Ugh, anyway, so this is what they found. And you can go to the website and look at it. They did find, let's see, let's take a look at this. Um, some of this stuff, I'm not going to cover it all because it's so bizarre. So this is the inventory list that's attached to the warrant. Executive grant of clemency for Roger Jason Stone Jr. Okay. Info. Uh, an email or a mail pre from the president of Fla uh, France. A leather-bound box of documents. Various classified, top secret, and skiff documents. Special uh, classification. That, that What that basically means is it's is specific projects. So he had something like that. Potential presidential record. I don't know what that is. Binder of photos. Binder of photos. And by the way, it just lists them down. Handwritten note. Uh, box labeled A1. Box labeled A12. Box labeled A15. Miscellaneous secret documents. Box labeled 16. Uh, miscellaneous. Top secret documents. So that's three secret documents there. Miscellaneous, uh, box labeled A30, box labeled A32, box labeled A35, box labeled A23, 19A, confidential documents, 20, box labeled A22, 21, box labeled A24, 22, box labeled A34, 23, box labeled A39, 23A, miscellaneous secret documents. By the way, all these secret and top secret documents, they may not be classified anymore. Because Donald Trump, as the President of the United States, can declassify anything. 
So I, I think this is one of the reasons why the DOJ might say, okay, maybe we should stop talking about this. Uh, item 24, box labeled A40. Item 25, box labeled A41. 25A, miscellaneous confidential documents. Item 26, box labeled A42. Item 26A, miscellaneous top secret documents. And by the way, we don't even know what's in there. I top again top secret top, top secret how what what do you mean item 27 box labeled a71 item 28 box labeled a73 and 28a miscellaneous top secret documents of course then there's other things they caught like a napkin they found a napkin probably had some writing on it they found a menu they confiscated a bunch of letters from other foreign presidents with uh, uh, that wrote directly to Donald Trump. Today it was reported that Donald Trump said that um, they stole all of Donald Trump's passwords. And I'm saying stolen. They stole all of Donald Trump's passports, including one that was expired. We also learned that the FBI took papers that are protected under a client attorney privilege. This stuff can't be used. None of this stuff can be used legally against Trump. But what it can be done is leaked. It can be leaked. And if it's leaked, maybe it'll be embarrassing material. That's what the FBI, I don't know, has been doing for 70, 80 years since Herbert Herbert. Oh, since Herbert Hoover, excuse me, J. Edgar Hoover is leaking information to embarrass an individual. Maybe make him not run. Well, all this stuff, this warrant, if you read the warrant, and you can go and read the warrant, it's only seven pages long, it's not very long, that's the problem. The warrant doesn't actually say, okay, what evidence led the judge to sign this? That's the affidavit. Well, today, the DOJ, who was so hot to release the warrant... Ask the judge today to um, keep the affidavit under glass. Make sure it's sealed. Make sure we don't see it. Well, here's the problem. If the DOJ is going to go after Trump, if they are actually going to bust into Trump's house and put handcuffs on him, they're going to have to release the affidavit. That's not, that's not a thing. They're going to have to say where they came up with it. Because I know the goal here is not to get Trump into trouble for having classified materials because every president did that. Obama did it. They're still arguing with Obama about classified material. This is about finding something either to prosecute Trump or to embarrass him so he doesn't run in 2024, which, by the way, is having a completely opposite effect. Now people want Trump to win. As a matter of fact, the one who should be pissed off about this is, is uh, Ron DeSantis. Because now Ron DeSantis is going to realize, I can't run against Trump. He is the martyr. They've created Trump as a martyr. They can't run against him. The FBI has become a political enemy. And that's because they're a bureaucracy. Donald Trump wanted to destroy the deep state, which is actually bureaucracies. He wanted to destroy the FBI. He wanted to destroy the IRS. He wanted to destroy the FDA. He wanted to, to destroy the FCC, the CDC, all the three 
syllable, all the three letter um, agencies. He wanted to drown the swamp and the deep state. FBI is deep state. The uh, DOJ is the deep state. And they can't have this, so they need to attack. Now, I'm not saying every FBI agent is, is terrible. I'm saying 99% of them are great people and they do their jobs. But that 1% is really giving the FBI a black eye. I tell you what, there will be more on this later. It, this is not over. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com so you can read some of this stuff. If you follow me on Rumble, you will notice I actually did a video podcast. I was testing it, trying to figure out... The problem with the video podcast is that I actually do everything myself, including processing, video editing. I do everything. It is identical to the regular podcast, the listening podcast, because I recorded them at the same time. But it takes me a long time to get them, to get them uh, posted, uh, especially uploaded, get it processed, edited, processed, and uploaded takes me hours. So chances are you're going to have the audio podcast will be um, the audio podcast will be done probably in the mornings, usually between 9 and 10. Today I'm a little late simply because I'm lazy. I, I didn't have a great night last night. I was just really tired. Uh, the video podcast will probably be released in the afternoon. So if you want to see my ugly mug, you can. Also, visit that visit that uh, Rumble because I have lots of other things, including ghost stories. I, I am going to do a ghost story every week. We're going to analyze ghost videos. We're going to talk about if they're real or not. I'm going to try and get the best ghost videos I can find. I'll post where I got them. And you can watch the videos themselves. Uh, so I, I'm really working with the video. I'm really trying to get the video uh, rumble really moving. Okay. Take care, folks. Enjoy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.